Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast everyone. Thank you for joining me. I have a very special guest with me today, John Pollock from the US. Thanks, John, for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, John, uh, I'll tell you a bit about John. John is the CEO of Financial Gravity. John has grown his business from the dining room table to a national organization of 25 employees and led his company to a 700% growth in one year. John is passionate and excited to teach entrepreneurs with six-figure and over businesses to pay less in taxes. After seeing the lack of integrated advice for business owners across tax planning, financial services, and business strategy, he created the first national tax firm specifically designed to help entrepreneurs reduce their personal tax liability by an average of $21,000. That's a lot of money. Now, before we go into what you can do, John, to help business owners that are listening today with their taxes, what I like to do, John, and I haven't mentioned this earlier, and I hope I don't put you on the spot, but I like to find out a bit about our guests, who they are, what makes them tick. So, John, if you don't mind telling our listeners, who is John Pollock, or where did you grow up, what was family life like, why did you go into the area that you're into in today? So, I grew up in a, I would say, a middle-class uh, family in Southern California. I grew up in Los Angeles in the 80s. So I was a Valley dude. I actually grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Um, for those of you who remember the Valley Girl song, my dad was a sales guy. My mom was a homemaker. And I, I really didn't come into my own until the last, I don't know, five or six years. I went into corporate sales and was good at it. And I didn't, I don't have a college degree. I didn't go to college. I was bored with it. Um, this was before we knew what ADD was and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that type of stuff. I just, I, you know, I knew, I always knew my mind raced and went ahead and I th- was thinking several steps ahead and I just, I didn't know there was a, there was, there was a, a label for it. Um, I, I probably would have been on Ritalin at the time, but fortunately I'm not because now you have to, it, the, the challenge with Ritalin is it forces you not to deal with a problem that you're going to deal with the rest of your life. So you have yeah. to adapt. So, um, so I got into sales and then I, I moved to, to Dallas, Texas and lost my job and was tired of losing jobs and said, yeah, I'm going to start into something. I'm pretty good at financial services. I understand money pretty good. So I'll just get into financial services and found out that financial services is really financial sales, which was good for me. Um, but it really wasn't consultative. It wasn't trying to help people get to where they want to go. It was trying to sell somebody on a product that hopefully will get them where they want to go. Um, and I succeeded quite well at that uh, and, and still maintain my integrity, which is not easy in this business. Uh, and that's where I kind of stumbled into this whole tax problem is I made a lot of money and I kept hearing rich people don't pay their fair share. And I looked at what I was paying and the matching taxes and the, the income taxes. And as my income doubled, my taxes tripled. And as my income tripled, my taxes you know, went up 10 times and I, it just was very frustrating. So I reached out to the, the people that I thought 
So in the United States, we have a, a designation called the Certified Public Accountant. I'm pretty sure there's a there's an equivalent in the UK, in Australia, and these these guys and gal, mostly guys, uh, are the the you know the arbiters of all that is good in accounting. The problem is, is they actually are not trained on tax, and I had to learn that the hard way because I kept interviewing saying, how do I lower my personal income taxes? I hear rich people don't pay their fair share on the news all the time. Um, I, I want to not pay my fair share. How do I, how do I, <laughs> am I not rich enough or what's the deal? And uh, they all basically told me the same thing. You, you know, you make what you make, you pay what you pay. There's really nothing we can do about it. And, and as a good entrepreneur, when someone tells you something that you don't believe and you shouldn't believe, and I did started doing research because I didn't accept it. And so I wanted to figure out if what they were telling me is true, is I, 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 I learned and I realized that the tax code in every country is not written for the rich. Um, it's just not. I mean, there's a lot of belief that there, it is, but it's not. Um, it's written for small business owners. The backbone of every society is the small business owner. And uh, governments write tax laws to encourage certain behaviors. And so I just figured if that's true, I need to figure out what behaviors I'm willing to do in order to save taxes. And, and so just, just, just to clarify that, John, when you say it's written, tax codes are written for the small business owners and to encourage certain behaviors, do you mean to encourage them to do more business, to get into business so it's favorable towards business owners, or do you mean that to tax them as much as possible? It's the exact opposite. It's actually to encourage certain behaviors. If if they don't, for, let me give you a, a kind of a simple example. If I am an employee and I drive my car to a job and I work at my job and then I come home and even if I work on the weekend at home, I don't get a ride off my house and I don't get a ride off my mileage to go to my job. If I'm a business owner, every time I leave my house, which is my office now, I get to write off the, the mileage. And while I'm in my house, I get to write off part of my house. So it's to encourage people to go into business for themselves. The it really is. The, yeah. the entire tax code is written, and this is true for every country. Uh, it's written to encourage. Now, there are some things in there that are uh, annoying, and there's regulations that, that kind of hamper <laughs> some of the tax code because it's so hard to do things. But the reality is, is that most tax codes are designed, and, and this is designed and engineered or accurate words for the tax code. They're not something that's foisted on us to hurt us, although sometimes that, that actually happens. But they're designed to get certain things from the populace. Um, and the, the tax code, especially in the United States, and this is true for Australia and UK, is there's a ton of stuff in there for – businesses to encourage business activity. When I pay you to do marketing, that's a tax deduction. Yeah. Um, that's encouraged. That's that is that is not a negative thing. I mean now you may have to pay taxes on that income, uh, but that's part of the that we want if I had to pay a tax every time I wrote somebody a check, then that would discourage activity. Mm. So I mean there is there are some you know, in some in some countries, they have the, the value added tax, which we don't quite have yet here, although we have some similarities to it. Um, but like a sales tax, that kind of discourages you to buy stuff, doesn't it? I mean, if I have to pay 8% every time I buy something, will I think second or twice or whatever about buying it? I might. 
if they uh, if they increase put a luxury tax on say a boat, now it's twenty percent to buy a boat. Well, if that happens, then will people buy less boats? Probably. With this, by the way, is what governments don't get. When when uh, when they raise taxes on things that they want less of, people change their behavior. This happened actually in Europe. This was fascinating. Is they started taxing boats. They wanted to tax rich people, so they taxed the boat slips that people parked in. And so what people did is they just moved to a different country, which, by the way, never dawned on the politicians. Well, you know, there are boats. They can move them. Um, <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so there I mean, there, there are some stupid things in the task code. Let's let's get that out of the way. But there's a lot of stuff in there that encourages behaviors and you just need to tap into it. Think of it as a and I try to tell people this all the time. It's a game. You know, think of it as a game and you really should be playing to win. I mean, you don't throw up your hands and, you know, you don't sit in the middle of a of a, a football field and say, well, I'm just not going to play because I'm probably going to lose. No, you, you fight. So that's, that's, that's the game we're in. So play the game, play yeah. the game to win. Yeah. And John, when you started doing this research, so initially when you started making some really good money with your business, you started, you're approaching the CPAs. They're all telling you the same thing. Well, there's nothing, nothing much we can do. It's just the way it is. So you started doing your own research. You found, you found out some things. What things did you find out that, CPAs generally don't tell you that you were able to implement that you help other people Im- implement today. Well, the first, the first, the way I figured out the CPAs didn't know what they were doing, and and I tried. Then I had to figure out, well, why does everyone think that CPAs know how to do taxes when they don't? And that is something I that is still a mystery to me. It's it's one of the strangest business problems in entire. Everybody, small business owners think that CPAs solve a problem that CPAs are not only not trained to solve, they don't know how to solve, but yet everybody thinks they solve it. It's a really strange business problem. It's kind of like thinking that a chiropractor does open heart surgery and everyone accepts it as fact and no Mm -hmm. one's raised their hand and say, no, no, chiropractors don't do open heart surgery. It's a really weird problem. But accountants are accountants. And if you look up the word accounting in the dictionary, it's basically a historian. They record what you've done. They don't tell you, you know what, if you did this differently, you will save money in taxes. It's just and I and I'm convinced now, after been doing this for almost a decade and, and studying this for that period of time, is that the type of people that are attracted to the accounting field, the type of mind that is attracted to the accounting field is someone that's really good at repeating and doing something over and over again, putting this number in this box every single time because that's what the rules say to do general accounting principles um which is not how i'm wired and so you got a certain type of person being attracted to a business that i'm now going to to get advice and they don't know how to think proactively and frankly it's not how they're wired it doesn't make them less smart it just means they're not the type of person i'm looking for you know if i want someone to play a guitar i don't go to an accountant because that's a creative endeavor that they may not be good at that doesn't mean that the accountant's not smart because they can't play the guitar, but that's what we're running into is people are going to accountants to solve a proactive tax planning problem, and they're not trained to do it. They're not good at it, and so that was the first thing I recognized. The second thing was is when I started asking – so in the United States, we have this thing called the LLC, and I didn't understand why people weren't setting up S-corps or C-corps or sole proprietor. Why was everyone selling up at setting up an LLC? So I asked attorneys, and it the attorneys didn't know. And then I asked the accountant, so the accountant should, should definitely know because it's a taxable entity. And what I found out is that the LLC is a legal entity. 
And in the United States, we get taxed four ways, sole proprietor, S-corp, C-corp, partnership. So an LLC is a legal entity that has four taxable statuses. And the reason everyone's using LLCs is because it's easy. It's one entity that can be taxed every way. So it's just easier for a, a, an attorney to set up an LLC because the accountant can later choose how it's taxed. Right. If I set up an S-corp, I'm only taxed as an S-corp. And I literally did not get that single answer from a single person in years of asking why wow. the LLC. Right. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't until I saw the form. And I said, wait, the LLC form has boxes on it and you pick the, the tax. This is why everyone's setting it up. It's one page form and you can pick the entity later. That's why. How come no one told me that? <laughs> it seems simple. So that's when I started to go, wait a second. Maybe the accountant doesn't know what they think they know. And then when I started to test the theory, I had a, a client that was retiring. He had gone to a CFP, which is another designation in the financial services industry. And he had gone to them, paid them five grand to design a plan. And I looked at the plan. And I said, you know, if you do this, this, and this, you will be able to save money on taxes, which means instead of taking $85,000 out of your portfolio and netting 60, we can take 60,000 out of your portfolio and keep the 15 and not pay any taxes just by, and this was retirement. So this guy wasn't able to control his income like a, uh, a business owner would. And so I took that plan to an accountant and I showed him the CFP plan and the accountant says, yeah, that, that looks about right. And then I showed him my plan where I saved them $15,000 a year in taxes just by taking money out of different accounts. And they looked at it and said, yeah, that would work. And that's when the light bulb went on. Wait a second. Why didn't they come up with the same conclusion I did? And that's when yeah. I realized they can rubber stamp an idea, which they usually don't rubber stamp, but they usually rubber stamp it with a no um, because they don't understand it. Uh, but they don't typically come up with the ideas. And, and right. one of the one of the things I tell people is if you go to an accountant and you tell them, hey, I want to put $10,000 in an IRA, they'll tell you you can't do that, which would be accurate. But what they won't tell you is, is well, you can put 5000 in an IRA and your spouse can put 5000 in an IRA. Therefore, that gets you to the 10000 That's like creative thinking. Not very creative, but they, they're like attorneys. They only answer the question you ask. So, And since you have no idea what question to ask, you're never going to ask the right question which is a problem. So that's what I went looking to solve. Yeah. And John, for <clears throat> sorry, for business owners out there right now that are thinking, well, look, I've, I've been using the same accountant for years and I, I maybe I need to look for someone else, someone that is more proactive and is a creative thinker. How do they go about finding someone like that? How do you know? Where do you look for something like yeah. that? That's a problem because it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't exist. So that's one of the things we're trying to change. And it's interesting is a lot of people will ask me, you know, well, if you go on one of these shows and people and you tell people about this proactive tax planning ideas, aren't you afraid that CPAs are going to rush into the business and create competition? Uh, the first comment to that is that's scarcity thinking, not abundance thinking. And we live in an abundant world and there's no way I could serve 100 percent of the business populace. It's just not possible. So we actually need a flood of accountants to wake up and say, this is stupid. Um, the way I explain it is, is that account, everybody, every entrepreneur wants two things from their accountant. They want the accountant to help them lower their personal income taxes, and they want numbers that help them run their business better. And ironically, 
Accountants do neither of those things. They don't help with taxes, and they deliver a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement, which most entrepreneurs won't admit out loud, but I will. Most of us can't read that thing. And we, even if we could read it, we don't know what it means, and it's old. By the time we get it, it's based on last quarter's numbers, which was affected by the previous two quarters' numbers. So why are you giving it to me? I want real-time data. So if accountants solve those two problems, and there are some companies are starting to figure this out. In fact, one of them, I was at a conference last week, is from Australia. Uh, a guy named Rob, Rob Nixon uh, with a company called Panalytics. They're trying to teach accountants, and they're coming and it's funny, they're, they're kicking and screaming as he's dragging them in <laughs> to the 21st century. And we've been in the 21st century for a while now, and he's trying to drag accountants into it. And it was really fun to watch him because, uh, and I actually went up to him afterwards. I said, you know, you have been saying everything to accountants I've been saying, but you're, you seem nicer. And I think it might be the accent. Because <laughs> right. when I say it, it's mean. But when he says it, he's Australian. He's got this accent thing going on, and no one <laughs> thinks he's mean. So I don't know what that is, but he's 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 killing it. So he's got this really great business, and he's trying to migrate it over to the United States where we have this huge problem, and he sees it, and he's trying to solve it and willing to make the trek over the ocean. So it's a big problem. It's hard to find. I mean, you can look up proactive, uh, proactive tax planning on – the internet, but you're going to get a CPA that doesn't do pro. He'll say, you know what? Set up an IRA. That's not proactive. And the other problem is actually the consumer. So it's not the CPA's problem is the consumer will always go to their accountant in March and say, how do I save taxes for last year? Well, that's not proactive. That's reactive. Last year's already happened. I tell people that December 31st is like a wall and you can only throw so much over that wall. Most of the stuff that you need to do needs to happen before the wall is built, but it's not top of mind until it's too late. So if we can change the mindset of the consumer first, which is be proactive, understand that everything you do has tax con consequences. So if there's a way to reduce it, then you should try to do that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very similar to marketing. You know, you, most people aren't reactive in their marketing. They don't, they don't just wait for things. Well, I set up a website, so I, my phone's going to ring, right? No, you got to set up funnels and you got to push content out into the marketplace and hope that that brings stuff back in. That's proactive. It's, it's obvious when you're talking marketing, but for some reason with accounting and with tax planning, it's all reactive. So we, we need to get people to think about taxes the same way they think about other parts of their business. Think ahead. I'm about ready to buy a car. When I buy this car, should I pay cash for it? Well, if you're a business owner, the chances are the answer is no. Um, there's a lot of people that teach, you know, buy, pay cash, put cash down. And I, I'm okay with that for W-2 earners. But as a business owner, you still got to be responsible. You don't buy over buy a car. You don't buy a Maserati when you can't afford one uh, just because I tell you it's a tax write-off. But, but if you lease a car, it's a tax write-off. If you buy a car, you have to earn the money pay the taxes on that money, and then whatever's left over, you're buying the car with. So the question is, is if I'm going to buy a $25,000 car, and I am in the 25% tax bracket, I earn $25,000, I end up with less than $20,000, do the math, um, and I, I get this, this number, and now I can buy a car. Well, what if I can spend the whole $25,000 on the car? You can. It's called a lease. Well, but John, I got interest. Yeah, but interest is like 2 to 3% right now, and your taxes are 25% plus. So pay the 3% tax, get the car with more tax-efficient dollars, 
than if you were to buy it. So these are the types of things that most people aren't asking themselves. When I buy a building, should I buy a building? There's depreciation, but then, you know, you can depreciate it over a shorter period of time versus a longer period of time. So, and then you have to pick accounting rules. Do I do cash accounting versus accrual accounting? Well, it depends on the tax, the taxes. So I want people to just start thinking about the way they run their lives. Uh, the glasses that I wear on my face, that could be post-tax. I can earn $100, end up with 75 and then buy the glasses, or I can buy the glasses as a business expense. The tax code allows for that, really. There is a part of the business tax code that allows you to write off medical expenses like massages. Yes, massages, chiropractic, glasses, braces, dental, all kinds of stuff that are built in. And the, and the tax law that we're using for this is 54 years old. So when Obamacare came out, everyone was throwing up their hands as it was this terrible thing. And it was terrible in the fact that it was more tax code. Um, they tried to sell us that it wasn't tax code. The Supreme Court says, yeah, it's tax code, which was good news for us because our attitude, well, is if it's tax code, then it can be offset with other tax code. Because one thing that politicians are terrible at is when they add new tax code, they don't eliminate old tax code. So we can use the old stuff to offset the new stuff. So with Obamacare, we're finding that we're able to save people 25 to as much as we don't usually advertise this. 25 to 50% of premiums just by using old tax codes and combining it with Obamacare. But no one's doing that and no one's helping people with that because the insurance salespeople have got their commissions cut. So the higher premiums are good for them because more premiums, the more commissions. Whereas us, we're not making any money on the premiums. So let's slash your, your premiums by 50%. So it, it's a really interesting problem. Accountants don't know product. Product guys are selling the highest cost product because that's how they get paid the most. And if you understand taxes as it relates to the uh, like a, a, a health insurance plan, I can cut your taxes and cut your health insurance at the same time. So it's this fusion of tax planning and financial product knowledge that really there's no training for it in the marketplace. We're trying to change that, but it's a it's a long uphill battle. It's it you know it's kind of like. You know, Uber trying to change the taxi business. The taxi business doesn't say, you know what, you're right. We all should have apps now. Instead, what they do is they get the government. <laughs> they should, oh, my gosh, you're right. Waiting in line at the airport is kind of a dumb business model. Why don't we get an app so that people can call us when they need us? Um, instead, what they do is they get the government to, to kick Uber out because they don't want to adapt. Well, that only works for a little bit. So we're we're fighting against accountants. We're fighting against the financial services industry. Um, but our clients love us because we're solving a huge void in the marketplace. And a, a lot of what you're saying too, John, for business owners out there, it's getting that knowledge because if you have the knowledge of the possibilities, then you ask the right questions, which is what you were saying before. Now, you've got a website, John Pollock Inc. Yeah, com. I wouldn't use that. So that's my personal website. Go to Financial Gravity. Okay. Financial Gravity is the corporate site. That's where... You can kind of see it's the, the corporate. You're going to get a pop up with the. You're you're going to get offered a free book, so I highly encourage you to to take a look at that. It's it's the ten biggest tax mistakes business owners make. So there and there are the myths of tax planning. There's things that you believe about tax planning that just aren't true. So we can solve for that. And uh, and actually, if you text to uh, I don't know if this works in every country, but uh, if you text to three three four 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 the word tax book. 
uh, you'll get a, a text back and you just type in your email address and that we'll send you the book. Uh, also, we have someone, it's, we're, we're, we have all kinds of free stuff. We have, you go to lowertaxhigherprofit.com and there's a video series and it's me kind of walking you through. This is the stuff you need to know. So these are all ways of learning more about the opportunities. Like you mentioned, if you don't know what you don't know, it's good to find out what you don't know. And then when you go to an accountant and they said you can't do that, you can say, uh, yes, you can. This guy told me you can and he gave me the tax code where it says I can do it. So either you do it for me or I'm going to find someone that out that will. Yeah. So yeah, knowledge is power. Yeah. It's like, um, it's interesting to, and it, it applies, this principle applies to anything too. Like I remember there was something specific I needed to get done on my website. I needed to, tr I needed to know which keywords people were using to come to my website and opt in. And I asked my virtual assistant to set up a way to get those keywords to go through into our opt-in, into our CRM, into our database. And he said to me, we can't do it. And, right. I, said, and I said to him, and, That's I knew, unacceptable. And, and, I, and I knew we could do it. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know the technical way to do it, but I knew it could be done. And because I knew it could be done, I went, I went back to him. I said, yes, it can be done. I said, go and find out how to do it because he had more programming knowledge than me. And he did. He went out and found out how to do it, and he, and he did it. And so it's, and it's exactly what we're talking about here. And it probably here. took him like 15 minutes to a half hour too. Yeah, exactly. It didn't take him very long at all and everyone's happy. So, And, and so if, if a business owner out there right now is to, to consume the knowledge that you're making available, so again, that's financialgravity.com. You can get the ebook. Um, you can text to get a copy of the book or the video series at, what was that website again for the video series? Lowertaxhigherprofit.com. Okay, great. So you go there, you consume all this knowledge, then you can go and approach your existing accountant, financial planner, whoever you're using, and you can say, hey, let's do, let's incorporate some of this stuff. And like you said, if they say, look, I can't or I won't do it, then you, you know, you should go and find someone else. Yes, the way we say it is that you may have graduated to a new accountant. <laughs> that's, that's right. You that's may have right. outgrown your current accountant. Uh, yeah, don't accept, I mean, there's, it's, it, and this is a, an entrepreneurial trait. Um, don't accept, I can't do it. Um, entrepreneurs, and this is one, I think we're, we're problem solvers. And like you, you knew that this guy can solve this marketing problem because you knew enough about technology to know that, okay, wait, this is a field and it's easy to move. If I can move these other fields into my CRM, why can't I move this other field into my CRM? And he's saying it can't be done. You're thinking to yourself, well, you're moving fields to the CRM all the time. I'm asking you to just to add another one to that. So it's just, I, I, I uh, and the data is being collected somewhere. So it's just a matter of feeding it through. So you had enough knowledge to know that it could be done. You just didn't have the how. And that's what we're trying to get to people to understand. It can be done. Um, the, the how, you can call us. We're, we're obviously, that's, this is our business. Um, but if you insist on having someone local, then you need to you need to fight for it because accountants are very very resistant to changing the way they've been doing things. If they if they if they could still be using double ledger and pencils, I'm sure they would. Right, right. And uh, uh, there's it's interesting. One of the th on your one, on your website, it says that you teach people how to lower their taxes legally and ethically, and that's very important for us. To, to emphasize too in this podcast is that what John's talking about is not a way 
to fleece the system, you know, right. like cut, like do things you're not supposed to do, and sort of you're sort of worrying: is the IRA going to come after me and all that kind of stuff? This is legal, it's ethical, and again, the tax code is it's there. Seventy thousand pages. It's, it's, we don't have to break the law. The laws there's there's so many good laws in there. You know, we don't even I mean, we can't even get to all the laws that we can use to, to lower your taxes. Why would we bother breaking them? It's just it's not worth it. The laws are too good. Um, I mean, if I can write off a car 100 percent, if I can write off my office, I can write off my swimming pool, I can write, write off my braces. Why would I break the law? These are all in the code. Uh, we, in fact, it's when we deliver a plan, we actually show you in turn in the Internal Revenue Code where it is. I mean, you can, if you are so inclined, you can go to the Internal Revenue Code section that we're using. Um, and just because you haven't heard something doesn't mean it's not real. I mean, a lot of people write off their mortgage interest and they don't think twice about it. Why? And they don't even know where in the code that is. They just know there's a line on it in on the tax return. One of my favorite is the 14-day rental rule. You can rent your house to yourself 14 days a year and there's actually a line on it on one of the forms but yet people won't use it they're okay with the mortgage interest deduction because there's a line on the form but they're not okay with the 14 day rental rule and there's still a line on the form it's a different form it's not the same form as the more but it's, it's there it even says 14 day rental with a box so it's one of those strange things that it, it's just it's a lot of training and and we they've been told over and over by accounts well that's a red flag it's going to cost an audit you know, following the laws has never, you know, it, you, following the laws to go through a green light does not mean I'm more likely to get pulled over by a police officer. Um, it, it, I'm I mean, I could still get pulled over even though I went through the green light, but it's not because I went through the green light. And that's there's this cause and effect thing people are are neglecting, you know, following legal parts of the code to lower your taxes legally, morally and ethically is not going to increase your auto risk. In fact, many of the cases, like a business entity selection, a sole proprietor is five times more likely to be audited than an S-corp. So, and guess what? 90% of businesses in the United States are sole proprietors. So just by changing their business entity, their taxes will go down and their audit risk will go down. But yet they don't want to change it because they think their audit risk is going to go up. And they're in the highest audit risk category already. They're like a, a flashing target. And they're afraid to do something that's going to take the turn the target off. It's it's really a weird problem. I mean, as a marketer, <laughs> you can appreciate my problem. Here's another uh, interesting marketing problem. We right now are saving on average 12 times whatever someone pies, pays us. So we charge a flat rate for our tax blueprint. So let's say we charge you $10,000. It's usually not that high, but let's just use easy numbers. So we are on average saving $120,000 for the 10000 you paid us per year. So you pay us once, and we'll save you $120,000 on taxes every year until the tax code changes. And, and it's got to all change, and the tax code never always changes. So you've got this huge, small investment, huge return. I can't advertise that. I cannot say we will get you a 10x return. We even tested doing a 3x return, and we got no calls. It wasn't until we lowered our promise to doubling your money that the phone began to ring. Mm. Isn't, that a, isn't that a strange marketing problem? We honestly <laughs> cannot tell the truth. We cannot tell people how good we are because no one will believe us and no one will call. Right. And they'll think we're more dishonest because of how good of a job we're doing. Mm. It's a really 
weird marketing problem. So you got two weird marketing problems. One, you can't you cannot promise what you actually do, and you have to convince people that the place that they're getting their tax advice from is the wrong place because everyone believes that accountants do a thing that accountants don't know how to do. Um, they're not trained for it. And you look at the CPA exam, there's nothing in it on tax planning, not a single question. But everyone thinks they know how to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a really strange marketing problem. It, you know, if you really want to wrap your head around it and stay up late at night and help me solve this, I'd be, I'd be very <laughs> appreciative. <laughs> okay. It's a really strange problem. Yeah. Under promise, way under promise. And what we haven't tested, instead of promising that we'll double their money, just promise that they'll get their money back. You pay us ten thousand, we'll save you ten thousand. I'm curious as if, if that would actually outpull doubling your money. <laughs> Strange, yeah. but you know, yeah. you know, market marketing is weird. That's why you do split testing, and you know, people respond to strange things. We we used to we did positive. We tried to do, hey, we can save you a lot of money, and it'll help you, you know, fund your kids' college. You might be able to buy a nicer car, or buy a lake house. Think of the cool things you can do with all the tax money. The the, the ads didn't work. It wasn't until we went negative and said, the government's ripping you off, you're the backbone of society, and no one's doing anything for you, take your money back. That's when the phone started ringing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Look, I really, I, I, yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> I, look, John, thank you so much for everything you've shared with us today. I've got, I got a lot out of it. I'm sure our listeners have, uh, especially grateful for the resources that you have available for us to learn more about uh, get, get into more of the meat of what you shared. So again, we're asking the right questions and we're finding the right professionals to help us save a lot of money and do better with our business. So again, thank you so much, John, for joining us. And I want to thank everyone for listening today to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you. You can get immediate access to my online business coaching program for free. These step-by-step videos will show you how to set up your website, create an automated sales funnel, and also how to drive targeted traffic to your business for literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to access right now. Simply head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Lagadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.